Welcome to the Miles Apart Podcast, the podcast where we talk about Mandalorian episodes 7 and 8. We'll talk about the show in general. And uh, my name's Guggen. This is Jess. Jess? Happy New Year, everybody. Happiest of New Year's into a new decade. 2020 what's the cliches you've heard so far about 2020 i keep hearing they're like oh 2020 clear vision ha 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 i don't like that i like like you know like it's like we're in the 20s again you know that's pretty cool um i just keep seeing everybody doing the whole you know leaving 2019 behind it's 2020 now you know all those like yearly bullshit posts yeah that everybody does Starting twenty twenty very cynically, I see. <laughs> no, I think no, it's not about the cynicism. I think the I think the best way I can sum it up is uh Saquon Barkley. Oh I was just back. I was just gonna say that, yes. Yeah. Uh tweeted it out. Go ahead and say it. Do you, do you no no you say, you say Saquon Barkley I don't have tweet running back of the Giants said he pretty much like my my like what I'm saying about I'm not being cynical, but it's just he said 2020 going to be just like 2019 if you've got the same work ethic. Simple. That's that man that's, preached. That's spot on. He preached on Twitter today. He had a sermon. <laughs> <laughs> no, I did not hear Saquon sermons. Uh, you know, like did you hear? But then again, it, Saquon sermon. It is it is the off season, so you know he, he's getting creative. But what we're going to be talking Ouch. about is Ouch. Mandalorian episode seven, episode eight. Why don't you give us a recap? Alrighty, so the last time we left off, um, it was Mando and Baby Yoda flying off after they left. Uh, ran and everybody else in that prison transport ship. Yeah, the Bilber episode, episode six. Yep. So after that, it's gonna. It was episode seven, chapter seven, the reckoning. And it starts off with him flying toward. Uh, he's just flying in space, and he gets a message from Grief Karga. And the last time we've seen Grief Karga is when uh, Mando shot him in the chest. Mando <laughs> shot him. Yeah. So and basically his whole gist is like, hey. You know what? Come back. We can work everything out. We can work together because after Mando left, the empires come back, and uh, I mean they've kind of the this imperial remnants that are left. They're like these imps have taken over. Imps? I I don't mm-hmm. think we should call them imps. Somebody, I think they somebody referred to them as that in the episode. It's very close to gimp, and it makes me uncomfortable. I'm sorry. So they've taken over, and he's basically saying, "Why don't we work together, get rid of them, and then I'll clear your name with the guild." So Mando basically goes and starts collecting everybody, which that we've seen if, throughout the season. If you if you if you think about it, you know if we're going to talk about the proposition real quick, that's essentially like it makes sense why you know like the people saying like why would ba- why would Mando take Baby Yoda back there into danger? What and it it's it's a great proposition because Mando's like. Right now they're they're on the run, and every time they've gone somewhere where they thought they were safe, they were tracked down by either the guild or like you know or somebody like that. They know they're gonna just have to keep on running. 
this is them saying to Mando, like, hey, help us take out the people who are really after Baby Yoda, you know, because you're ultimately going to be running from them. And that'll clear us. So you're not going to have to run from us. So it's pretty much like them eliminating all threats towards Baby Yoda. Like, and, you know, you could definitely understand why Mando would take that. And then, yes, can, well, like, what did you think about that? that? That's good motive, right? Yeah. I didn't know people were even complaining about that. I just heard it. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I think it makes sense because, you know, he's like, it's either that or you spend the rest of your life on the run. And he's basically saying once we take out this head empire, uh, imperial officer, everything will kind of go back to normal. So he's collected everybody. He goes back and gets. Um, he, I think he gets first. He goes back to Cara Dune. I think he gets her first. Yeah, he gets her first, and she's and in that then... like. There's a they. They used to have those WWE matches where like they would like tie the two guys on the same rope. Oh yeah. <laughs> And then, like, you know, like, that's essentially what she's doing. She's, like, beating the shit out of somebody. And at first, she's hesitant, but then agrees, yeah. Then Then they go and get Quill, who's kind of rebuilt and reprogrammed IG-11 to be uh, a nursing. A nurse droid, I think, yeah. That's big for us, man. You know, it's good to see representation. Yeah. (laughs) And then as the episode goes on, so basically they meet up with Groove Cargo and everybody, and then... They're attacked by Minox, which basically is a name. They look like pterodactyls. Uh, they legit look like pterodactyls, yeah. Yeah. So Grief Cargo gets injured, and then Baby Yoda uses the Force to heal the wound. Which is a of... big thing. Yes. And this episode came out before the, Ri- the yeah, new I, movie. I, I think I said that in the last episode where we talked about Rise. If I hadn't seen Baby Yoda do this like a few days before Rise of Skywalker came out, I think I might have lost my shit. Like if I saw Ray just like healing somebody, you know, I'm not a hardcore fan like you. Like I guess like in the comics, you said that like they have the ability to force heal and stuff. It's been around, right? Yeah, it's been around for a while, but nobody really. That's the thing. I think a lot of Star Wars, which is kind of bad for people if you're just trying to watch the movies and stuff. There's so much like other material that's not that's like very crucial to the storyline, I think, and overarching stories and characters, but it's spread out in like video game, like Fortnite, like books. that had a message, books, comic books, other shows, yeah, and then the, the shows the... part we'll go back to too because there is something else that uh, and we'll go back. We're gonna give it to this towards the end of the episode goes back to Star Wars Rebels and stuff, you know? So it's all like, you've got to kind of keep up with the universe. But um, I digress. Back to the episode. So he gets IG-11, and then kind of first, Mando's like, no, what the fuck, no. You know, this guy tried Mando to kill. Mando already hates droids. This guy, this droid, tried to kill he... Yoda already. Yeah. Yeah, and he already Yoda. hates, like, IG... So no. he says, and Cole's pretty much like, hey, man, do you trust my work? You trust me, then you'll trust my work. And then... We learn a so, lot about Quill in this episode. Yeah. It's like we so, hear his backstory that he was with the Empire, or he served the Empire. Yeah. And that he said, I did that for, like, what is considered, like, three human lifetimes. Like, Quill's been around for a little while. <laughs> 
So after uh, so Baby Yoda sent back to the ship after Grief Karga kills his own alliance, uh, his own people that came with him, and tells Mando, "Hey, you know, basically the plan was to kill you guys and turn you in, and take turn in the baby." But after the Baby Yoda healed, after Baby Yoda healed him, he couldn't do that anymore. So Quill and IG Eleven sent back to the ship by Mando, and they take just like the crib. Sort of looking yeah. thing pod. Yeah. It, it, Carl Weathers is the guy that plays. What did you say, Grief Karga? Yeah. He is one of my favorite characters, dude. Like that dude <laughs> is just on fire. Like, like his delivery is perfect. He's had some great one-liners. Like he's like, like as soon as he turns around and shoots those guys, he goes. Like, the plan was we were going to kill you and take baby Yoda's, but I just couldn't go through with it after last night. It's like, it, it was just perfect, dude. So then they meet up with the client, and then uh, the Imperial, this Imperial officer, he gets a call. From it's Mark the guy Gideon. from the first from the first episode. The first, He's the one who put yeah. the original hit on baby Yoda. Yeah, so he gets a call from Grief Karga, and then right at that time, uh, like, instant, there's fire into where they're meeting, like somebody starts shooting at them into that building. And you think it's like somebody coming to help Mando, but it's actually Moff Gideon and his troops. They shoot into the building. And then um, the Imperial client, he's dead, but then it starts. And towards the end, you see like Quill running towards the ship with Baby Yoda, as Mando had said. But he's being yeah. followed by two stormtroopers, and then baby, yeah, it, the the stormtroopers intercepted the message because Mando, uh, you know, Grief Karga, Cara Dune are pinned down. Like he had said, four stormtroopers, and now there is a like fleet or a squadron of stormtroopers outside with death troopers, and then Moff Gideon, and then like they're pinned down. So. Yeah, Quill is on his slow ass fucking <laughs> wildebeest. Like, can we get Quill a horse in this scenario? But like, yeah. you know, he insists, and that's when it happens. Yep, this guy, Quill is shot. And I was like, no. You were taken. You were taken back. Yeah, I have spoken. Mm-hmm. Rest, yeah. my sweet prince. I have that, spoken. That, <laughs> like, no, that I think that's the biggest thing about it. Like the way they introduce some of these characters throughout this season, and when he, in in this episode when he's like going back to gather them all up, and I was just so happy. Like it's gonna be so awesome, not only just to see all these great characters again, but to see them together, and like you know interacting with each other and stuff like. And then they managed to do all of that in the span of one season. It was like what, like one of the first couple episodes where you said, oh, you know, where Grief Karga got shot in the chest and then like it was the best guard that protected him and you said, like, I think we're going to, you know, like we're, we're, we probably haven't seen the last of this character and you're, you, you know, you were right. Like, like they, like this was a crazy episode and like, like what, did, like when this episode came out, like what did you feel? I just thought it was like really it was we'd been talking about you know they're gonna advance the story and they finally like oh do they like turn that shit to hell out of that exactly 
And then basically towards the end of the episode after uh, Quill's shot, the Stormtroopers take Baby Yoda and that's how it ended. And it was like, whoa, because we had a week. I was like, for the love of God, let that Baby Yoda be okay. Yeah. Oh, let's jump into episode eight. Uh, let's do, you know, you start the the recap, but... Your recap baby, episode your, 8 starts off your with baby Yoda. <laughs> Storm Cooper is doing like kind of a sketch comedy routine, <laughs> seem like. It was kind of like, it didn't like seem like they're just joking around like a little, eh, but it was funny, so it was okay, I guess. Yeah, I think, I think Jason Sudeikis was one of the stormtroopers. How'd you feel about I, that little bit? I think it went on just a little too long. Uh, when it first started out, I was kind of like, oh, this is pretty cool. Like, you know, just hearing them talk. And then when they started punching Baby Yoda and it just kept going and going. And I, I just think it went on for a little too long. And then, mm-hmm. like, not just that, but like, you know, I loved Episode 7. I loved Episode 8. But there's some things in Episode 8 that, you know, I was just like, mm, okay. Um, like, they have the the important asset. They picked him up, and then now they're stopping at some checkpoint, and they're taking too long to get to the checkpoint because Moff Gideon is speaking, and nobody wants to interrupt Moff Gideon. And Moff Gideon just, or he just killed a couple of his own men to prove a point. And it, it it's like if, like, Baby Yoda is that important, like, shouldn't they just, hey, we got the asset, we're back. Yeah, I th- you'd think that would be, like, priority number one, but, you know, is what it is. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then, so basically, IG-11 shows up, and he shows, even though he's a nursing droid, he's still a pretty badass droid, and he whoops their asses and takes Baby Yoda back. Puts him in a After, backpack. Yeah. After one of them punched me, you know, I was like, my wife had a, she was like, no, that motherfucker punched baby Yoda. And I was like, whoa. And then yeah. like, they, they punched him a few times. I know. I know. That was like, that was a, that's our child. That's everyone that watches this show. That's our, that's our child. I don't punch. think that's a thing. That just might be in your household. I watch it as a show. But continue. It's a baby. From the guys, level. Yeah. <laughs> just kidding. Um, so that happens and then IG um and this whole time Moff Gideon's kind of already at the others and giving like this speech about um about how he's gonna give them till he, yeah he's gonna I give think, them till sundown and then, sundown, he, then he kind of gives you a backstory gives you uh Mando's name which is Darjin right if that's correct I Something I'm not like good that. with names bro I'm gonna I honestly get, like, I'm not gonna names. lie it's like yeah. it's fine Dinra Jin Darjin I know I'm not gonna lie I should probably know this but I'm so used to just calling him Mando yeah I thought that's what yeah Let's just but he actually him. gives you his real name, and then it yeah. kind of he gives he goes into this flashback story of what happened to him as a child, and then it kind of shows how his parents are like 
the empire, uh, the empire's why, why like wiping out their planet, and then they that was during. Him, and then... I think that was during like the raid or whatever, right? Yeah, of of Mandalore, and then that yeah. also explains why he hates droids. And that as scene a droid's too... about to kill him, like yeah. a Mandalorian saves him, and he's raised as a. Man, yeah, he was a foundling. He's raised as a foundling, yeah. So, and basically, I think it's Din Djarin. There it is, Din Djarin. Sorry, I was trying to, like, think of his name. So, Grief Karga, uh, yeah, Grief Karga, not Grief Karga, um, Moff, Moff Gideon's telling the story about how he has this weapon and then that how he should know how the, he's, like, talking this weapon up and how it, so it basically shows that Moff Gideon was involved in that somehow, I think. Yeah. And then what goes back to kind of confirm that theory, we'll get back to that towards the end. But then IG-11 shows up at the right time like a badass riding in on a freaking... He's riding in on one of the speeders just knocking everybody out and he keeps moving Baby Yoda from the front of him to the back of him and he provides this kind of um, uh, distraction. And then that's when Mando kicks away Al Grief Karga and they all start like attacking. Yeah, they go out but it's not in... Yeah, and then that's how... And then they show you Moff Gideon's going to be more... He's such a badass and you know his presence is going to be even bigger to show in the future. He just goes in the middle of all this and shoots Mando in the head yeah. and then like blows up a generator. And then... Yep. Blows so up they take Mando... Yeah, yeah so he... they, they get pinned down again. Again, and then. Yeah. And then now, and then Cara Dune's character, like Cara, she, she tells him, "Hey, I can just remove your helmet." And now he has that creed. He says, "No, you know, just leave me here." And then they're able to break into tunnels, which lead to yeah, he, underground tunnels. There's for, a there, so the the fire trooper. First of all, what what did you think the fire trooper looked like? No, no, I we're mean, gonna yeah, yeah, we're gonna get. So they're trying to break into the tunnels. All this is happening. And then the fire trooper shows up, and this is the first time we've seen like a fire stormtrooper. No, we've seen one in uh in Force Awakens, I guess. I but like not. in the context, I think they had one. I thought they. I'm not. I don't remember. But mm-hmm. and Baby Yoda show, uses the Force again. Finally, they you actually she, uh, Baby Yoda used the Force in the episode earlier. We kind of didn't talk about it. He Force choked Cara Doom. Yeah, and but he Force healed. He force healed also. Oh yeah, the healing, but like I mean, like as the yeah like, fighting, choke. I think thing the the, the force choke. They, they, they were arm wrestling and choked the fuck out of her. Yeah, and then he blows up a stormtrooper. What did you think about the flames? Like I thought the look was cool, and you know I was wondering what was gonna happen. He comes in, like he's gonna set them all on fire, and that was a cool moment by Baby Yoda doing using the force and like stopping the flame and you know like baby yoda essentially saved all their lives um and then yes. he gets pooped out yep and then they break into the tunnels so they all leave ig11 stays back and ig 11s you know he's this nursing droid so he can fix um mando mando tells him you know nobody's seen my face since i was since i've been sworn to the creed and he goes well i'm not a living thing Mm-hmm. And he yeah, Mando says no living thing could see me. Yeah. So, how did you feel about them showing? Pat? Did you like? I felt like it was something that needed to be taken out of the way. 
Yeah. And fuck it. Let's just get out of the way. I feel like no. some people might feel like, don't show his face. Why'd you do it? No, like, I think the people that are saying, oh, you should have waited till the last season. No, it's not going to work. Then whatever expectation you have or whatever, it's just going to be built up too much. And then anything you do is going to not live up to it. The way that they did this, I think it was perfect. I thought they were going to show his face in the first episode. I'm glad they did it in the first season. It's, you know, like, it's it's kind of like it was a thing that they had to do, like, that's, what I, that's how I felt. Like they need to get it. out of the way, and they got mm-hmm. out of the way. Yeah. So that was cool. He puts his magic Star Wars powdery substance. He's like, Mando, you got a concussion. You want to go? Like, he put him in the blue tent for a little bit. <laughs> yeah. So then they get it back down to the sewers, and Mando starts to feel better. And as he gets back to where the old Mandalorian hideout was, he sees their helmets. I thought that was a crazy deep scene. I like, thought at first, I was like, there. I was like, oh, shit, they all died. But then they all ran away, right? They had to flee? No, she. they did kill them. The, all of them died? I thought, I thought some they, of like, them, stripped... Some of them got away. Some of them got away. Yeah, I thought no, that... No, the armor there isn't stripped down armor. That's, those are the ones that died. Damn. Yeah. I thought, like, like that. that's heavy, too. I thought, like, that they left their armor... Because like you know no, they no, were, the, the those armors belonged to everyone that was killed, like and basically the person, to, and then they they had to flee that way. Uh, but and like, the armors there, and she basically tells Mando, you know, it was when we came out of hiding, that's basically what brought it on us. We already knew it was going to happen. And then um, they say the co- like they were exposed the covert group the group, and she explained to him that. Because of everything, this makes Baby Yoda a foundling. And because of the way, you know, their creed that he... This kind of sets up, I think, season two. That he has to discover its origin and return it to its kind. Mm-hmm. Basically, I would say. And then the armor fashions Mando, like, um, this jetpack. And I like how you say it. Kind of cool because you kind of brought this up in the past where he's kind of like a video game character. And as the season progressed, he uh, gained new armor and like gained new yeah. upgrades. And now he got exactly. a jetpack. Yeah. yeah, we got a jetpack. And my immediate concern was his cape's going to burn. And then, but like when you actually see it on him, he does it like a cool, like, you know, like he puts the cape to the side. And the look looks really nice, man. Like, like if you yeah like from episode one how his armor and stuff like I wish we could see like a side by side from episode one to like the finish of the the season finale like how much his look has changed and it's cool it keeps it fresh yep and then this armor like she tells him to go down this lava river and then she has this badass fight scene with all these stormtroopers which I thought was legit like yeah with hammers oh she also she pins him with his own symbol right oh, yeah he gets a new signet for taking care of the foundling which is baby yoda and so the, was, it was a, it, like it had like a horn so was that yeah. like representing like the horn thing that he beat yeah nice and then as they're you know going down this boat into this lava river they see that they're about to be ambushed by a bunch of stormtroopers and ig11 who is played by taiki taika waititi your this, boy you can go back to a few episodes, and I was like, he's going to direct the finale, which he did. And I was like, uh, he plays people the People don't need robot. to go back to listen hold to on, that. Hold on, people. And I said, he also plays IG-11, the robot. He's going to direct the last episode. 
who knows if he might make himself the titular character that saves the day. And you were like, you think Taika Waititi is so full of himself. This has nothing to do with him being full of himself, but he did do exactly what I predicted. Boom. He made himself, like, his character have a really big moment. <laughs> yep. He said that he was, uh, you know, he's been waiting for this and Quill trained him and he feels like Quill's programming was for him to protect the child and he feels and Mando that's ultimately... can do that. What happens, yeah, because Mando scans it. They're pretty much screwed as soon as they go out. They have a whole squadron of And he goes, this is waiting. the only way the child lives. And it's true. It's true. He self he finally self-destructs. And then Takes as they come out there, Gideon attacks in a fucking TIE fighter. And that was, like, intense, but... The noise that a TIE fighter makes is... One of the best noises in Star Wars. This lightsaber igniting, I would say, is another. Obviously, all of you know John Williams' scores. I thought, like, just sound effects. I know the Tie Fighter was like, I was like, damn, that was pretty. And then Mando uses his jetpack to land on it and kind of puts like a a bomb on it and takes it out that way. Yeah. So and then you know it it blows up, but he goes off screen. Yeah, like, and you and know that it, he, he he survived exactly, and it ends with Grief Karga and Cara Dune telling him, you know, basically bye, and he's gonna <laughs> yeah, basically like, we almost died out. like three times today. Yeah, so you know, why don't you take that little baby Yoda motherfucker and get the fuck away from us? Nah, I didn't say all that, but you know, yeah, close enough. And then uh, as you know, Mando leaves with baby. Yoda, leaves with baby yoda grief is like hey maybe he'll take care of you like that was pretty cool because you know so it alludes that you know he's probably gonna learn more force powers and do more force stuff but then it cuts Wait, to where the... he said oh yeah he said oh the, he said baby yoda will probably take care of you yeah yeah and then Gideon... and then he's he's flying he flies away with a jetpack and it mirrors what young mando in the flashbacks on a Mandalorian looking down, flying away. And it mirrors it with Mando flying away with Baby Yoda looking down. Yep. And then you think it's over, but then it goes back to the landed TIE fighter and they have a bunch of Ewoks. What do you think about the return of the Ewoks? Ewoks? Oh, not Ooh, Ewoks. Ewoks? Not Ewoks. Sorry. Jawas? Jawas. I thought we wouldn't see Jawas again, but Jawas are back. They had the they had the Jawas in the beginning. That's when what I said. I thought we wouldn't see IG's again. like in the... flying in. Oh, did they? Yeah, when he's flying in, because he shoots the stormtroopers, but then like not them, because you know they're not his threat. Oh, I didn't see them. I missed it there. I thought that was like a callback to the first couple episodes where they bring the Jawas back. Can you? And you're the... burying the lead here. That's we cuts to the crat size and. Jawas is where, what you want to talk about. <laughs> so they're trying to salvage the tie wreckage, and boom, you see a lightsaber go on, and it's Moff Gideon cutting himself out of the tie fighter with a dark saber. Dark saber was once used to rule Mandalore. I believe that, like the Mandalorians and the Jedi's, I, I don't know my Star Wars history, but I think that the Mandalorians and the Jedi's were fighting and then they and then one of the Mandalorians created the dark saber and you know it was in Mandalore it's a really powerful weapon Sabine held it for a little bit 
in Star Wars Rebels. And, and then... this is what I was alluding earlier, like when, you know, it, it, you kind of, it brings in that canon from those other series and stuff. So this shows, I think, personally, that Moff Gideon was involved personally a lot in the raid. And in the season two, we might even get a flashback to having Moff Gideon there and how he gets the Darksaber. Yeah, I think they're going to explain it more. So you alluded to a, a little bit earlier when Moff Gideon's talking about this weapon when Mando and them are pinned down. Like, is this the weapon that he was talking about or were you talking about the Gatlin gun? The Gatlin gun. Okay. But what what this kind of makes me think that Moff Gideon might be like a... Like, you know, like a Darth Vader kind of wannabe. You know, that's why, like, he's, like, really menacing. And when he, when he's being interrupted, you know, like, Darth Vader would do the forks choke or whatever. He's, like, just straight up killing his people. You know, he kind of dresses similar. And now he has, he also has a Darksaber. Yeah. Because Darth Vader is gone at this and point in the story. So, you know, what's crazy is uh, this might be a potential spoiler, I would say, for season two is, but... Um, so if you ever watch the TV shows, it shows, I mean, the cartoons in Star Wars Rebels and Clone Wars, there was a character named Bo-Katan, who was a Mandalorian, and she wielded, and the Darksaber, um, and in, she tweeted, I think in November, that she just did the coolest thing ever, and blah, blah, blah. And they're saying that she might be an episode, she might be somebody who reprises her character of Bo-Katan from the animated series as first time as a live action character. Wow. And it might have to do with the flashback scene of Moff Gideon getting the Darksaber. They, yeah, like, you know, we ask where did he, where and how did he get that? And if it was on Mandalore and she is somebody that was known to wield it, you know, it makes sense. But, yeah. you know, and they did say that we are expected to see like characters from the Skywalker saga in season two. Uh, yeah. How do you feel that. about that? I feel like I, I think would... I think like they're not gonna show main characters, I don't think. Like, you know? I don't think like Luke Skywalker is gonna be in it or anything like that. But like, you know, ancillary characters or anything it would make sense because like they're this is a big story that takes place after Return of the Jedi. Like, I'm sure those characters are out doing something, you know? I think if you want to introduce them here and there, that's fine, but let's not take away from what this show is. No, I think John Favreau, like, knows what he's doing perfect enough to where, like, they'll probably just be there to get... Hopefully, this is my... Because I feel like he, he's handled this much better than anyone's handled anything else Star Wars from yeah. after the Disney buyout. Yep, this, yeah, 100%. Out of all the movies, anything that's come out, this is probably the best thing that Disney Star Wars has made. Yep. And with the that, season one. Like, I can't believe there's no freaking more Mandalorian for at least no, till next fall. I thought it wouldn't be out till like 2021 when they said that it's dropping fall 2020. I was like, I'll take that as a win. Yeah. So looking back, Eight episodes, like, stretched out over eight weeks. Mandalorian season one, uh, in between there, here and there, we were starting to get a little anxious. Like, you know, like, 
tell us more of the story. They told us as much of the story that we needed to know in episodes seven and eight. And the fact that they brought back characters that we got introduced to in those episodes where, which we might've described some as like filler here and there, but the way they just tied it back up at the end, the way that it ended, the way we're, we're leaving off into season two. I just love how they felt. Yeah. Yeah. No, go ahead. I thought it was an incredible season one. I thought like, so, too. For, yeah. I feel same thing. Everything you said, and the main thing is, I feel like I love how it ended, because they set up season two and got you so, like, they didn't, they con- they didn't, in a way, conclude the story. Because there's a lot of other series. To. That's what I'm saying. It's I like a... that. No, no, that, no, no. That's yeah. what I'm trying to say. There's a lot of Netflix, like, prime example, I would say, would be um i'm not trying to pick on netflix but i'm just thinking of like series, you called like, them out no i meant like stranger Personally. things is what i can think of how they yeah. conclude the story in a way and yeah they leave you with kind of a cliffhanger but in this the story is not concluded mm-hmm. and what the armorer says to her kind of sets up season two perfectly hey you know it it has jedi power so we're gonna see more jedis she wants they're, that's basically their mission for season two is to find Baby Yoda, his home, and give him back to, like, you know, Jedi, I think. And that's pretty neat. And then Moff Gideon surviving and having the Darksaber. I, I would say, like, this was a perfect ending to the first season. What would you say? Yeah. They put a nice big bow on it, dude. It was a beautiful, like, just the season one of this show, which we know... Like it feels like the journey's just kind of starting. Yeah, you know, like the chase is gonna continue because Moff Gideon's still around. So the main, like the guild, is good with the guild now. But Moff Gideon, he knows Baby Yoda's there. He knows Mando has it. He knows who Mando is. Now we're just gonna see that chase continue and more showdowns, and maybe even soon one day Mando holding a dark saber. That's what I'm waiting for. So Imagine that, Baby Yoda at his side, Mando with a dark saber, and they're just like kicking ass, like season four. <laughs> and that what kind of I'm excited for is I think now that we've seen the Jedi, possibly we might even see a Sith presence soon to kind of counterbalance the Jedi presence. It's 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 exciting. I'm excited about Star Wars again. Like it's perfect. And like Disney Plus in general. Like I think they just bumped up the WandaVision show. It was supposed to come out in 2021. They say it might drop 2020. So we're going to continue to have plenty of stuff to talk about. And if this is, this is just like, this is just the first thing that's trickling in. We're going to be getting an Obi-Wan series. Like there's more stuff coming down the pipeline episode, like season two Mandalorian. I cannot wait. Me neither. Me neither. What are you going to do with your life now that Baby Yoda's going to be gone for, like, a few months? <sighs> Find out how to survive, live through his memes, and internet stardom. <laughs> I'm sure Baby Yoda has an Instagram page. Uh, do you have anything else you want to talk about this season? No. Like, or I think this is it. We're going to be dropping a our favorite movies of the decade podcast. Now that... Now that we're, you know, like everything else, we're always a little bit late on. So, you know. It's all right. Nobody listens. 
<laughs> but the the ones I do listen, thank you. We uh, please it. like, yeah, please like, uh, subscribe. We're on pretty much all podcast, um, what's that? platforms, platforms. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So we're and, we're uh, on everywhere. Like and subscribe to the show. We're on Twitter, Miles Apart Pod, and. Yeah, more stuff coming down the pipeline, and thank you for listening. That was season one of The Mandalorian. I'm Guggen. That's Jess. Until next time.